Instagram is so polished and everybody tries to create such pretty dub content, but I feel like we've created a more authentic platform. We built this scoring system to basically showcase the parts of the story that an antler alone doesn't tell. I believe if we can teach people to cook better, we can make them more passionate about hunting because they realize the potential of the meat. There, there are things that we see as Americans and it's like, oh, that feels wrong, but it's only because we're not exposed to it in the same way that an anti-hunter isn't exposed to hunting. He even at one point was like, okay, assume I get a deer. How do I cut it up to fit into a Honda Civic? <laughs> People are uh, sharing deer that they might be embarrassed to share on an Instagram. And, and that's what it's all about. This is Brad Luttrell. You're listening to Living Country in the City, and we're about to go wild on episode 56. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. Hey all, welcome to episode 56 of Living Country in the City. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At MidwayUSA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, Log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. For episode 56, we are going to get a little wild because I am talking with Mr. Brad Luttrell, co-founder of the Go Wild app. Now, this is not your average run-of-the-mill hunting utility or social media app, but you know, I'll let him tell you a bit more about it. So, Brad, thanks for hopping on the show with me today. Absolutely. I'm excited we can make it work. So uh, why don't we start out, uh, if you could just give me maybe a little bit of background about yourself, kind of how you got your start in the outdoors and hunting, fishing, all of that. Sure. You know, it's kind of funny. I actually didn't even know I was uh, growing up experiencing the outdoors because that's just how it was. Uh, kind of like how I didn't realize I even had a country accent until I went to college, which it's not as bad now. People are going to hear that and be like, you don't have an accent. I'm getting judged already. But, uh, you know, I went to... Uh, University of Kentucky in Lexington, which to a lot of people would be a country college. But for me, coming from southeastern Kentucky, I uh, I showed up there and I realized like how funny I sounded and uh, that how different other people were. And, you know, up until that point in my life, it never even occurred to me that hunting was something that people might not support. So uh, but I grew up in southeastern Kentucky. I grew up uh in the outdoors, I was never a hardcore hunter. You know, I, my, my dad took me squirrel hunting at a really young age. Um, we fished a lot and my uncles hunted deer all the time. Uh, so grew up seeing, uh, a common sight to come, you know, to my papa's garage and see two or three deer hanging from the, the doors. Um, and then as I really, it was more into my twenties though, when I started deer hunting myself and, um, dove hunting, I've done a lot of dove hunting and, um, turkey hunting the past two or three years and then dove hunting the past uh or, or uh, deer hunting the past six or seven 
five, six, seven, somewhere in there. So, uh, the, but I would say, you know, I feel like, and I've heard this experience a lot, you know, I went to college and honestly didn't do any of this as much, you know, you're just having different experiences than what, what you're used to. That's kind of part of the fun of it. Um, but after a couple years of been out of school, I found myself really being pulled back into it and really and it started you know through once I graduated college I want it started back with just camping and hiking and really wanting to get uh back in touch with outdoors and I did some of that stuff in college but not a lot and then you know just little by little it's all of a sudden you know um I feel like now I'm like oh I'm the co-founder of a outdoors app like that happened it feels like it happened Uh, kind of quickly when you think about it that way, but really, um, you know, just little by little every year, you get a little more into this or that. So, what really got the app going was that uh, I, I was deer hunting with a guy, and you know, I thought I was getting to figure it out and really becoming a good deer hunter. But when he was no longer in my life, I realized I was just hanging out with a good deer hunter. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, started trying to teach myself. And at that first season, I hunted as hard as I ever had. Uh, seriously, like the most days I'd ever hunted through a rifle season. And I saw one deer in, in, I don't know, a week and a half of trying and was really defeated by that. So I was determined to to get better. And I started doing research and um, really was discouraged by the amount of misinformation out there or information that was relevant to people out west but not necessarily in kentucky you know it's very different to hunt here than it is in montana so i realized that it was harder than i thought to even try to learn it because i didn't have a mentor that i could go to i mean my cousins hunt and they've all been supportive and when i get to see them um you know my cousin jack will sit down and tell me everything i want to know about shooting a a deer with a a bow but i don't see them very often you know the easiest thing to do is to hop on youtube or something now and i was having a hard time finding relevant information and then i also had had an experience where i'd posted um a deer on on facebook and you know i got harassed a little bit by people i knew it wasn't bad but it was more of the fact that it was people i knew um that really bothered me and sat with me so are you that talking about just, like harassed from other hunters or like anti-hunter no. harassment? Yeah, it was, it was it was like an anti-hunting comment. Uh, the exact comment that still like I remember it so that obviously five years later or whatever it is, you know, it, it obviously stuck with me was, um, do you feel like a man now? And and that like, I don't know why, like I've never been bothered by anything, but that that really like that was the thought that would come back to me while I'd be scouting. I would think about that comment and the the final thought that really made me decide like I'm going to figure out something about this was uh, I was hanging trail cameras and I was walking and I was like, you know, I'm going to put all this effort in and I don't even know if I'm going to want to post anything I get on Facebook. It's just not even worth it to get all the, the backlash. And then it occurred to me, I was like, man, what a shame it is that you can love something so much and be embarrassed to talk about it. And, you know, it's even takes uh, vulnerability to admit that you're embarrassed by that. Like it, it's, it's a whole confliction of, of emotions across the board. But that was really when I decided to found Go Wild. I didn't know what Go Wild was going to be. Um, but, you know, part of this too is an entrepreneurial story that I had been looking for something to do. Um, I, I've got the entrepreneur bug. I wanted to do something. I just couldn't figure out what it was. I'd been um, my own boss before uh, and I really wanted to have something that I could drive. Um, you know, I'm in advertising by day. So you're, you're doing a lot of creativity, but it's always the, 
you know, someone else always has that final say. So I wanted something that was mine um, and, and that I could work on and be proud of in a different way. So that started it, man. I mean, that was August of 2016. So it's almost February of 2018. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been a year and a half. I, I told my wife, um, I was talking to her, and I was like, I, I, like, I just randomly spewed off something about one of my co-founders, and I was like, yeah, they've been with me like a year and a half, and I was like, oh my God, this feels like we just started. Like I could not believe it when it came out of my mouth when I actually realized how long we've been doing this now. I have that same, like, I, I'm coming up on, uh, I'm a month, I think about a month away from my, my one-year anniversary starting the podcast, releasing my first episode, and it's it's weird when you start thinking about it, you know, especially when you're just starting, I think it's, you're just hammering away and just grinding and grinding and grinding and working, and you don't really realize how much time has passed until all of a sudden you're looking up and, you know, you see all that trail behind you. Yeah, you know, man, it's funny. I, I have friends who are like, "You're building a uh, an empire. You're gonna, you're going to be huge. It's going to be worth millions of dollars." And I'm like, "Maybe, but I don't think like that because the like that's really daunting to me, and it feels really, you know, if you had started out and you're like, I've got to build the next Joe Rogan experience, you know, that jeez, yeah, you like think well, that's what like that when people say stuff to me about the app, it's like you're building the next Instagram. It's like, do you like? The weight of that would kill you if you're trying to do that every day and figure that out. But you set these small milestones. So for you, it might be, um, you know, trying to find that next good interview. And through building that series of good interviews, you, you know, you've talked to some really big people now, um, which holistically is going to make your show really good. So same thing for us. You know, we've started uh, small. It started with us just a logo and an Instagram account. You know, a lot of people knew us as the cool guys on Instagram that were posting crazy stuff before they even <laughs> knew that we're actually, I still think a lot of people follow us and don't even realize that we're an app <laughs> despite being part of the name. I really do. The, the, a lot of people are just like, you guys have the best account on Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, we do other stuff too though. And they have no idea. <laughs> uh, but you know, if we, if we set out to build Instagram overnight, you wouldn't be able to get there. But through, you know, I, I remember now like, the first time, like all of us, uh, we weren't together. All the of my business partners, there's um, seven partners total, and go wild. We have a bunch of contractors that we work with, but we were all on. Uh, we use a system called Slack for chat, and we're oh, essentially I'm very just, familiar with Slack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there. We're all just refreshing the counter, and I mean twice a second, waiting on that ten thousand mark to tick over. So like, and now we're, we're significantly past that. And it's, it's just like, that was such a milestone that we were chasing. And now you look back and it's like, okay, yeah, but now I want, uh, you know, I want 50. Like you look at the next milestone and it's just funny how quickly you can look back and things are so compressed all of a sudden, you know, I was just, uh, I was just looking back at, you know, some of the download numbers of the podcast and, you know, it's, it's just funny looking and I was looking at, uh, my first month of releasing, you know, it, and I think uh, on average, each episode alone now totals more downloads than I got total that entire first month. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's funny, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot like hunting, you know, when you start out uh, anything, doing anything new, you know, you're, you've got to be realistic, set, set some goals and, uh, and suddenly, you know, those, those goals that seem so, improbable when you first started are now 
now run of the mill almost and you're you're yeah. suddenly like oh you know what's another 10,000 downloads we want 100 you know yeah I, well we we rolled over after 10,000 when we hit 11 somebody said uh, do we not celebrate these anymore because we were like every thousand we were, <laughs> and i was like well now i'm looking at 15 you know it's like you just all of a sudden things change when you get to that that major milestone and funny like exact same thing you're talking about with your podcast when when we rolled this thing out man we we uh, went into beta in the summer we actually i said a year and a half but this thing was built very quickly and we built it um, i had all my co-founders into december we started in january uh, New Year's Day, we all came over to my house and started working on it and planned. Actually, end of December, we planned it out and then we start working on it in, in that New Year's Day. And then June or July, we roll out beta testing and we had 100 people and it had taken me six months to get 100 people that agreed to test it. And so I look back now and I'm like, holy crap, that took so much work. And now we're getting an average of uh, about 100 people a day to download it. We've seen some spikes, like 283 people downloaded it on New Year's Eve uh, and, and installed it. Probably more downloaded it, but that's how many actually went through and created accounts. So like now now to look back at beta testing, I was like, I, I was geeking out to see people in something that we built, you know, <laughs> posting their hunts and stuff. And it just now it's the norm, um, which is so cool to see the support of people like you. And, um, you know, you know, a lot of the guys at, in the app now, which none of us have ever met. It's just like you get to know guys like uh, Jimmy Glazer. I think I guess I say his name, but like Jimmy and David Ferguson and all these guys are posting all the time. And I've never met any of them, but I feel like I know who they are now, which is um, it's been one of the cooler experiences of it is. You know, getting to know these people, and I feel like it's a more intimate platform than than an Instagram. I feel like um, Instagram is so everything is so polished, and everybody tries to create such pretty up content, uh, which is used to be what I loved about it, and I still think that's a part of what I appreciate about it. But I feel like we've created a more authentic platform, and that's that's really like that's what I love the most about it. Is just it's it's very raw. It's very you know. Because uh, people are tracking like their scouting and their hunting trips, and, and with that time log that's on there that you're aware of, and I think that that need to log something every time you do one of those makes you need content. So you're not taking the very best picture you took of the month. You're like it's a picture of you shooting a bow, no matter if it's pretty or not. And while I guess like that might be a downside for some people compared to an Instagram, to me, I like it more because it's raw and it's real. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. It's very, it's very interesting because, you know, you, uh, it is a very intimate experience, I think, for those reasons, but it's so funny because you, you know, without, and you know, we'll, we'll get in more to exactly kind of what the app is, but you would think like, okay, you know, Instagram or Facebook, that would be a very intimate experience because I choose who I interact with on there, who I follow. It's a very curated in one way versus go wild is very curated in a different way. Yeah. It's curated by content instead of who you're, 
you're not following specific people or anything. You're yeah. not, it's, it's such a different experience and you'd almost think like that would make it less intimate, but it has such a different effect. But, but with that, let's, let's talk a little bit actually about what go wild is for, uh, for those who haven't downloaded it, haven't checked it out yet. Uh, I'll admit I saw it and I was like, it sounds like an interesting idea, but I'm like, I looked at my phone and uh, I do app development too, so I already have an, enough yeah. enough apps to you know kill a. You're oversaturated at this point. Kill a phone, and then uh, you know I when I first started hunting, I downloaded just about every possible hunting app you could imagine, and then you know I'm just, I was just like, okay, cool. At that point, I was sick of them, and I'm like it's one more hunting app. It sounds interesting, yeah. but it's, you know, it's going to be something I'll play with for like 10 minutes. Like, you know, this yeah. other thing for logging my hunts or marking these locations or whatever this is. And then I'll, then I'll get sick of it. And, um, I was very, very pleasantly surprised when I, when I really started, when I gave it a chance and started using it. Yeah. I actually think it was after, uh, uh, when I really started using, it, I had cr- no, I hadn't even created an account yet. I had the app downloaded, but mm-hmm. it was after uh, your podcast with Cody Rich that oh, I, right, right, right. that I finally went. I was like, okay, this sounds really, really sick. I got to go do this now, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but so why don't you tell me what what is it that uh, makes Go Wild unique uh, as far as within this? this hunting app community, you know, why, why is it not just another Instagram? Why is it not just, uh, I mean, and nothing against you do and these other, other platforms, but, uh, what, what is it that makes go wild really unique? Yeah, sure. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, I'll hit that question, uh, but uh, I'm thinking of it right before you uh, called me, I was looking at one of our ads that's running on, um, Facebook right now. This guy was ripping, go wild and I'm, I'm i was kind of confused because you know full like rant uh paragraph no punctuation I, i'm like trying to read it i'm like what is he talking about and then another guy replies and he's like i know right and then i i read back through it and i finally like through their conversation of them kind of bandwagoning together against this thing that they've obviously never tried they they think it's an app where it gives up your your location so <laughs> there are apps out there right now that if you're fishing you can log your catch and it tells exactly what lake you're on. And even if it's a big enough lake, it'll tell you what part of the lake you're on. So they're like, I'm tired of these apps. I've, I've seen enough of this to where people, I give up my fishing spot and all of a sudden there's more people there. And I'm just like, that's <laughs> try it. You know, at least try it. If you're going to, if you're going to spend time to rip it, you could at least try it and see if it's actually that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was kind of, that's, you know, neither here nor there. That stuff happens all the time. But, um, you mentioned a couple competitors there. There's there's a lot of them out there, and that December meeting I was talking about, we got together, and I had done enough research, um, and it took me three months to pull together a team. Um, so I'd, I'd been researching that whole time, and I knew what I didn't want to be, but I didn't necessarily know what we were going to build. So I, I had decided, you know, you mentioned how many apps there are. Most of them are utility apps. So they are an app you're going to use during hunting season. And then I've had most people tell me, they're like, yeah, I delete it after the end of the season because, you know, it maps properties and I don't need to do that in the off season. It's just taking up, um, you know, 60, 70 megs on my phone. So I just delete it and reinstall it come September. So we knew that was a problem we didn't want to have. We wanted to be something that you could use year round. So that kind of framed up our whole 
thought process of how we're going to build this thing is like, okay, whatever it is, it's got to be something that is interesting enough to come back to every day. Like I want you opening it up every day. So that started with social media. We're like, well, um, this is not being done well. And, uh, at the time you do was not even, um, they didn't have an app when I was doing the research and, um, and, and just so everybody knows, like if you're aware of them, cool. If not, I, like that's, I don't care if you're using them or if you're using us, I just want people to have a place where they feel like they can talk comfortably. So, uh, those guys seem like good guys and I, you know, we wish them all the best. I think the community is big enough to support both of us. Um, uh, I, I think the most important thing is that we're giving new hunters, whether our app or theirs or some other app, a place where they can post and feel comfortable. But when I look at the full landscape, and this isn't a dig at them, this is just a full comment on the landscape. Because again, when I started this process, I didn't even know about them because they hadn't launched yet. Um, so we're, we're looking at some of the other competitors out there who are longer, even I think they're defunct now. But um, so I'm looking at them and I'm like, man, it's just not good. You know, I'm, you mentioned I'm in web development. I've never built an app before, but I'm in web development. So uh, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I can beat it. Like, I don't know how to build an app, but I can figure it out and do better uh, than what's out there. Because what, most of it was very apparent that it was a hunter that decided they were going to build an app, not an app developer who decided to build an app for hunting, which is a very different approach because um, aesthetics matter, you know, functionality matters. And I, and I think that's kind of what you're saying is that you downloaded it and were surprised by the experience. Um, even some of the development decisions we've made, uh, we built this thing the hard way. We could have built it the easier way and had a Android up and everybody would be happy and not harassing me every day asking where the Android <laughs> app is, right? Uh, and, and there's been days when I'm like, did we make the wrong decision? But I still think we did it the right way because we built custom to that that platform. When Android comes out, it'll be built custom to that platform. And you can just tell the difference in an app. And you may not know it consciously, uh, but it's the same you know, when, when people see bad design, they know it, but they don't know why. It's the same thing with an app. Uh, if you use an app that's poorly developed, you can tell. So, you know, making those kind of decisions and um, doing it the hard way, I think, made a big difference in where we ended up. So, but when we started, you know, this whole, you ask what makes us unique. Like, if I can bring this long answer I'm giving you back. <laughs> uh, what makes us unique is that we have a social media app, but you mentioned earlier on how we focus on content, not people. Now, people are coming, but out of the gate, we wanted to do things differently, uh, if for no other reason, because that's how we're going to catch people's attention and hold them. Uh, if we came out and did all the things that everybody else was doing, it's going to be really hard to compete with Facebook, for example. If you just build Facebook and color it uh, camo, that's not enough because people are going to realize that you didn't build Facebook as well as Facebook did it, so they're going to go back to them. And at the end of the day, I don't want to compete with a company that's got 20,000 employees when, when I've got seven. <laughs> you know? um, so we, we looked for things that nobody else was doing. So that's the, the trophy log was something that came out of one of those first conversations, and I've still got this sheet that we wrote it down on one of those oversized post-it notes and we realized there's a problem when and you've seen this you're on instagram you've got a good following so i'm sure you've seen this that when you post a deer if it, if you see anybody post a big deer especially one that's got like a drop time or something first thing people start doing is saying what high fence farm did you kill it at or how much did you pay for it and it's it's a lot of cynicism so we started talking about why is that and what we decided was that a lot of these guys, like myself even, that are putting in hard time in the woods and hunting uh, and scouting, 
you know, they're a little bitter that this guy went out, paid a big fee, killed this thing over the weekend and didn't earn it in their eyes. And I'm not knocking the guy that pays it because some people don't have time to scout and, you know, CEOs of a big company don't have time to go out and spend 70 days in the woods. So I get it. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you how we got to the idea of the score. So we're looking at that and we say, well, what are the other things that matter besides the antlers of a deer? You know, there are other things that count, like maybe this guy that is, is bitter about the, the rack size. Uh, maybe he actually shot his deer with a, a bow at 80 yards or 60 yards or 50 yards, 80 yards is kind of crazy, but, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like to, to maybe there's a skill set there that the other guy didn't have. So we start talking about all these possibilities and we built this scoring system to basically showcase the parts of the story that an antler alone doesn't tell. And, and which is, makes sense, right? Cause when you, when you get a deer and you go tell your friend, the story does not begin and end with like, it was a one thirty class or like, you know, you don't, you're not gonna be like, it was a one seventy five and that's it. You're going to be like, it was 14 degrees, man. I've been sitting out there for eight hours and then he came out at 30 yards and I thought I was going to get a good shot, but then he, he almost got out of range and I shot him at 45 and I knew I was stretching it a little bit, but I shot him anyway. You know, you're going to go into detail about this thing. So we built the, and, and your user, so you've seen it. You can, when somebody posts on our app, they even tell the story in a different way than they would on Instagram. Instagram, people post it and it's like, feel blessed to have harvested this deer tonight, or I, I'm excited to have harvested this deer this year. But we did even something differently, and we asked for people to tell their story. And and that's really prompted people to tell. I mean, it's like a full paragraph people write on there sometimes. And, and honestly, we've hit the character limit like two or three times now. We've had to expand the character limit because so many people were talking so much about their hunt. <laughs> so it, it, this whole scoring system has been really different, and it's something that's – um, really cool to watch grow. So people are uh, sharing deer that they might be embarrassed to share on an Instagram. And, and that's what it's all about. So the scoring system gives you, it's a proprietary patent pending uh, score that we've developed with one of our analytics guys, uh, Zach. He's, he's brilliant. And Zach built this whole thing and it compares turkeys. It'll look at bass, trout. They all use the same algorithm to create a, a score for the animal and then that feeds into your profile score. So that's what's another thing that's really different about us. And and right now the score is just for fun. I mean, really, it's just competitive. So you know, uh, all these all these people are logging their archery time or their cook cook amount of time cooking or uh, running or whatever it is. And we've got people asking like, I got to get horseback riding in here. I could really earn some points if we had horseback riding. So we added horseback riding. Um, so all that's that's really different that you can do that and all that stuff feeds into your score and. Right now, it's just for fun, but eventually, I, I'm not telling why. I've just been telling people you're going to wish you had points um, because we've got a really cool program we're going to roll out towards the end of the year uh, with, with the points. Um, and then the last couple things that make us unique are the recipes, which are really just important to us from a mission statement side of things because I believe if we can teach people to cook better, we can make them more passionate about hunting because they realize the potential of the meat. Um, I'm one of the people I grew up thinking that deer was gamey. I mean, I, I didn't know, um, anybody that was cooking it the way that, uh, Jeremiah Dowdy does or, you know, Hank Shaw's, I have Hank, I, I'm like Hank Shaw is the food Bible. I, I tell anyone and everyone <laughs> I can about, you've probably seen me posting about that book this week because I've been so pumped about this jerky I made out of it, Yep. but yep. <laughs> it was so good, dude. Uh, but if you, if you tell people or if you show people how good it can be, 
they become interested in it. And I've had that experience myself. You know, I had a coworker who over the span of a year of me giving her deer, uh, and her being, I didn't know deer could taste that good. You know, she learned that deer wasn't what she thought it was before. She got interested in hunting. And then she sent me a snap about a month ago, a Snapchat of her and her husband taking their online hunter's egg course. So they're, they're going to go deer hunting for the first time soon. Um, so that's what it's all about is really showing people the potential for the meat. Cause to me, that's what it's all about. I think that's what it's all about to most people. I mean, I know a lot of the anti hunters get caught up in trophy hunting and you know, you don't only care about that, but that's really not most people I know don't care. Like, um, I'm, I'm happy if I can get a 10 point versus an eight point, but at the end of the day, the past three deer I've shot are not even really mounted. They're like laying on my workbench in my garage. And I I appreciate those and I like those as memories, but they're not like what I really like is are the, the, is the meat in my deep freeze that I get to share with friends and family. And that's how I really relive my uh, hunts is through the food. So the recipes has been just a really important thing to me. No one else is doing that. There are some other people that are doing some trophy stuff similar to us in terms of they store it. They don't have their own score or anything, but they store it. Um, you know, I think ours is the more robust product there too, but nobody I know of is doing wild game recipes like we are and pushing it and, um, letting people share theirs to an audience like we do. And then the final thing I'll say is just the giveaways, man. I mean, they're just fun. It's the, I know people are almost, um, oversaturated with giveaways from Instagram, but we do ours differently. It's not about tag a buddy and all these vanity metrics, you know, we really try to get people to get engaged with the product. And, um, you know, that is one way we're going to monetize the app. I'm sure everybody knows we're not doing this for free. Servers cost money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but the, uh, right now we've worked mostly with brands just to help small brands like us get off the ground. Um, uh, pretty much I'd say I think 90% of the brands we've worked with have been just to start building relationships in the industry. Um, and we're, we're, we've got quality standards that we're meeting, you know, I'm not handing out just anything. So people are noticing that we're giving away really, really good quality stuff. And we've got even more of that slated for this year. So Vortex, Yeti, um, I've got some really cool hammocks coming up this year. Dark Mountain's going to be a, a, a giveaway we're doing soon. And we've got some huge giveaways, like thousands of dollars in value for one of some of the stuff coming up. If, if I can work it out, we're still in the details. So I don't want to say exactly what that is, but I think some of these are going to be huge that, um, you know, people will definitely want to get some chances in to, to win some of these upcoming giveaways. Uh, that's super exciting. I, you know, you talked a lot about kind of those, I, I think you called them the vanity metrics. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that's also very, you know, we touched on a little bit, a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, you're not, you're not following people. So on the other side, like as a user, you're not trying to build a following. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you're not, even, even your posts, they're very, yeah, you know, you can go through your profile and, and, and view them all and, and you can scroll back through, but it's, it's a stream, you know, it's not, uh, yeah. it's, it's constantly coming. It's not focused on, uh, you know, let's see what the most popular posts are. And, uh, and so I can go like those two and see who I need to be paying attention to. It's, it's fresh content. It's, it's new. It's, um, it's it's just such a it's such a unique take on it and it's i think you guys just sent out an email about it even really it was some uh what was it yeah. what was the subject line don't be oh, a butt kisser 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just so I'm. I, it's exhausting, really, man. If you're if you're trying to grow a, if that's a big focus of yours is to grow an Instagram platform, it's exhausting. I'm doing it because I'm trying to market our app. I mean, so I I am that guy. Uh, I mean, I, psychologically, if a post on Go Wild on Instagram does not get a thousand likes. I'm like, Oh man, that one wasn't as good, you know? And it's like, what does that matter? It might got a thousand likes. And when you look at the stats, 80% of them didn't follow your page anyway. So it's like, what was they, they're never coming back. You're never going to see those users again. So <laughs> a thousand likes from people you don't even know don't matter. But yet here we are, we all like to see that. Uh, I think it's that little, it's like anything else, you know, it's been proven that when you get a notification on Facebook, you get that little hit of, I believe it's dopamine, gives you that little spike in your brain. It's the same thing with, with the vanity metrics. And, um, you know, Go Wild is going to change over the next year because we're going to eventually hit a saturation point to where we have too many users creating content. And it's the new, I mean, if you, you can imagine if um, with what we have right now, if that tripled, which we're, we're projecting that it will be uh, seven or eight times what we have right now by December. So you can imagine the amount of, I mean, content flies there. We're getting hundreds of posts a day. So if you had thousands of posts a day, then the, it, the newsfeed would be too fast. The trail mix, it would be moving too fast. So we're going to have to figure that out. Um, we, there's a little bit of an algorithm right now. It's not as sophisticated as I'd like it to be. Um, but you, you guys start somewhere, but over time, you know, very soon you will be able to follow people, which will be cool because, uh, what the way that'll work, and I should probably back up and explain real quick how the content works. So when you onboard with our app, you you we ask you if you like to hunt, fish, or just enjoy the outdoors. And based on that, we're going to pre-populate some content for you. So we we knew out of our gate, out of the gate, from some research we had done and some books we had read. Um, and if anybody's interested in app development or um, any um, the psychology behind this stuff, I'd love to give you books that I found really helpful. But I knew. From research that Twitter, for example, they know that if they don't get you to follow 33 people, that you're likely to do what the industry calls churn. So when you churn, you're gone forever. So we're like, man, that's really scary that you have to have that kind of push to get people to like, that's a lot of work for a user to have to do that. So we decided we weren't going to do that. We took the Reddit approach to where you tell us what content you would like, and then we're going to put it in front of you based on the topics that other people are posting. So if you like if you like hunting and I like hunting, you might go in and customize your hunting trails to be more about elk and deer hunting, and I might be uh, um, you know turkey hunting and mule deer or whatever it is. You can really get in there and customize the the trails. Yeah, I'm pulling. Let's see, I'm pulling it up right now. I wish you know one of these days I'll start doing video podcasts and. <laughs> Uh, I'll be able to show it. Oh, it's refreshing my posts here. Um, let's see. Where do I? I forget. Where do I go to customize my trail? So oh, there if you it look, is. It's, it's the second yeah, icon and, there. Yeah, and even that icon is going to be changing uh, in the next few months. We've got a, a really big plan to. Um, I haven't told anybody about this, so this is kind of cool. Um, I guess I can tell. Yeah, we'll tell about it. Uh, so that that screen with the compass there, we call that the explore page. So right now, you know, there's archery, bass fishing, big game hunting, bird hunting, and it goes on. I think there's 50-some trails in here, um, and a lot of them are, have nothing to do with, uh, with hunting or fishing. A lot of them are, you know, there's survival, there's state parks and national parks, there's nature photography. Uh, there's, there's one called Sage Wisdom, which is the, like, internal joke of our team. What, uh, Donovan, one of my guys, fought to get that in there. 
thinking that people would have these quotes of wisdom in it, and and now it's just like we're we're trying to get it out there because we hate it so much. Hey now, but, hey now, where, where have you posted in it? That's where I always post all my podcasts. It's always in the You're, Sage Wisdom stream. Are you kidding me? You're the okay. I'm looking through there, and you and Donovan are the only ones uh, <laughs> in Sage Wisdom. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll have to keep it now because I see Chip Honeycutt's posting in there too. Uh, but yeah, no, I was I was going back and forth, and I was thinking like, well, okay, you know, these it's a podcast about bass fishing or about hunting or about this, but I'm like, but it's not really like hunting itself. It's yeah. it's talking about it and it's those stories and it's like, that wisdom. And I'm like, this seems like an a, a an appropriate. Yeah, spot to put it, and That's so too funny, man. Well, you might have just saved that trail because we. <laughs> I mean, it's it's literally slated to be gone. Maybe as of tonight, I'll have to talk to. Uh, I should probably note to these dudes that, uh, hey, don't kill. We call him a uh, pep. What do we call him? Papal Sage. I think we've been joking about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me. I gotta tell him now, right now. Don't don't kill Sage Wisdom. I'm gonna. I, am I gonna have to make up T-shirts that like say "Save the Sage"? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like ha- I'm gonna. I'm gonna start hashtagging that on, on uh, all my all my posts on Instagram now. I, Save all right. the Sage. I told the team because literally at the start of our call, I got the uh, the next version of Go Wild, the test version, sent to my phone, and I'm pretty sure it kills the Sage Wisdom Trail. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll. Uh, I just told them not to kill it. So we're. we're We'll hang on at least for a little bit longer. But that cool. So that you were asking, I think the original question was like, how do you um, customize your content, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, just talking about those trails there. Yeah. So from that that compass, you can go in and there's rock climbing, for example. So if you click on rock climbing, you'll see an unfollow if you've signed up, or you'll see a follow. So whichever one you click, obviously it's going to uh, pull you that type of content or if you unfollow it it's it's not going to going to so the same thing you can go through and if you're it, the little checkbox means you're following it already so if you uh you know the diy trail was one that i thought was probably going to end up getting deleted but all of a sudden all these guys are posting this beautiful woodwork in there so i think that that one's going to make it now too um but I, that one's been really cool so people should check that out uh cody rich says that's his favorite one um, nature photography, I mean, lake life, like there's all kinds of different ones you can tap into. And, and if you're following it, uh, you can unfollow or, or if you're not, you can engage with that one. So over time though, the, the plan is that we'll have a one in there called buddies. So you can actually just look at the, your, your, what your friends are doing or they'll, your buddies will get pulled into your trail mix. So if you posted into, uh, sage wisdom and I wasn't following that, but I'm following you, I'm going to see that either way. So that's that evolution of the uh, the trail mix, and that's just the first step. Even then, eventually, we're going to have to figure out. Uh, there's a reason that Twitter eventually went to a um, interaction based newsfeed instead of uh, instead of in timeline rather for them. I think is what they call it. Um, eventually, you just get too big that you can't have everything surfacing through. So I think now I've seen stats that seventy uh, percent of the posts on Instagram don't get seen by anybody. That's kind of blows your mind when you think about it, but you know it shows the value in being able to use the platform in the way that they want you to. You know, using hashtags and tagging people, blah blah blah. But um, you know, I don't want ours to ever be that much of a desert. <laughs> yeah, I want people to get something out of it, and that's honestly, you know, I, I when I'm talking to guys like I, I've talked to Vortex a couple times, and I've been pretty upfront with them. I'm like, look, I know you're looking at us, and you're like, what's the value? Because you guys have 
you know, half a bajillion followers on, on social media. But for a guy who has 500, um, or even people that have up to a thousand, I've had some of my posts, uh, go wild, get better engagement, especially on the comment side of things. When you look at the comments, um, go wild is a much more active place for comments because it's a, it's a more intimate platform, but you know, even likes, I mean, I'll put something up on my personal Instagram and I've got about a thousand followers and you know, if it hits a hundred, it's going gangbusters from my personal account, you know? Uh, but like pretty average run of the mill is like 30, 40, 50. And I've, Go wild posts are doing that, you know. So if you're a person who's got a hundred followers, and that's probably, I mean, the average Instagram uh, following has to be pretty small. Um, you know, the average person probably has a couple hundred followers. Um, I know you've got a couple thousand, so you're on the higher end of that metric. But you know, somebody like that is going to get more reach by using our platform because they didn't have to build their following up. They can throw that content out, and it's there for thousands of users to see whether or not they follow that person or not. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. So talking about those trails, I do have one huge request. This is my Yeah. This is me it. getting to getting to uh use my my solo time with you to make my own personal requests. Um <laughs> that's why we that's why you wanted to do the podcast that's to get the your complaint in. Sole reason so I could complain <laughs> about the product. And I it wouldn't surprise me if this is already in the in the field, but um people are lazy. I mean, I and I know because I'm OCD about this kind of stuff, uh, I like going in and I like, oh, what's the best? Like, I mean, like with the Sage Wisdom thing, I sat there and I mm -hmm. like agonized over which is the best category to put these in. I want it to be in the right one. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is awful. There needs to be, uh, but n barely anybody else is like that, I feel like. There needs to be some way where you can like flag a post, not to report it as like inappropriate, but be like... Yeah, that's not general. That's that's definitely bass fishing. Oh, um or like or you accidentally selected I one time I accidentally selected uh instead of hiking I selected hunting. Mm -hmm. uh, I logged my time uh and so and you know that applies to whether you're I feel like whether you're logging something or whether you're uh yeah. uh on a trail because to be honest like I love fishing but I was getting overwhelmed with all like the the bass fishing posts. So I Yeah. I unfollowed in, uh, the bass fishing trail, and I noticed I'm like, yeah, I'm still getting all the same bass fishing posts. <laughs> and then I looked <laughs> at them, I'm like, general, right? Yeah, they're just all. It's like that's the first thing up, so boom, it's in there. Yeah. So that is a challenge right now that we're looking into. One idea that we have is that you could tag multiple trails because I don't, I don't personally mm -hmm. like the way it's set up now. This was an easy way to get it running, but you know, the product's got to get better, or if we get better, we won't succeed so one thing we're looking at right now is how to evolve that similar to what you're talking about now part of what you're talking about was a reporting system if somebody mistags something you could do something about that i think that's a cool idea i think that's like on the uh the wishes and dreams list i would have like a like those are nice to have things 
But I think a more must-have thing right now is to make the posting experience better in general. Now, we've got a really slick keyboard uh, improvement coming out that's going to change the trophy login process and really make that a little bit more streamlined. So I think that'll be a good first step. But then I really want to figure out how you can tag up to th- – I think three is a good number. I don't have any reason for that other than I don't, I don't want it to become like hashtags on Instagram where you can use up to 30. I want it to feel more intimate. Um, but the you know maybe you can do – because some things are going to overlap, like Sage Wisdom and a podcast about hunting. You might throw both of those, right? So – that's an improvement we're looking to make but then there is the challenge of the you know one thing i liked about the idea of our app was that hikers could come to it and not you know they could experience for what they like but if guys are throwing pictures of dead coyotes up there in the general slack or the general slack the uh, general (laughs) trail uh you can tell i use slack a lot um but if they're throwing it in the general trail, then the hikers who don't hunt are not going to hang around for very long. So, you know, I think that is um, maybe maybe there's something where we do, like if it gets reported a couple times, then it gets sent to us to reclassify or something like that. That's something we've talked about. And we have enough content. Like, it's not like Instagram where there's millions and millions of followers where that would be like, there's no way you would have a team. You'd have to build an algorithm to do that. Like, we could still manage that ourselves. Um yeah, I think I think that is definitely a challenge that needs to be solved for. Even but. if it was just like, you know, okay, you, you know, you see in someone's post, you see what the trail is. Like maybe it's, you know, tap on that, it brings up the contextual menu and it's like reclassify and you know, and then you guys figure that out whether that's, you know, you do it yourselves or whether that's like yeah. six, you know, five people say to reclassify that, then it it gets automatically switched or it notifies the user and says, "Do you want to reclassify your so-and-so suggested that this gets moved from general to bass fishing. Do you want to reclassify that? And you can even just even just put it on the users, and it's you know it's not bulletproof, but probably a lot more of those will. Yeah, uh, one will thing we've talked out. about was given our field staff and pro staff, uh, not pro staff. We ended up landing on brand ambassadors. Was given them some unique abilities to do stuff like that. So we might end up somewhere like that, where we essentially it's like a Reddit moderator. Um, where they have limited controls, but they could do something that, like that, they or they they could at least raise the concern sooner than maybe a normal user could. Um, we we may end up doing something like that. I'm not sure. There's a lot of that stuff that's in discussion right now. The biggest focus for us has been um, updating the species, the the in the uh, the algorithm itself. You know, we we've been doing really good. We added um, six six this week or five this week and five last week so um, and this is just to clarify this is talking about uh trophy logging right within the trophy log yeah so so you wouldn't you know it's it's not as easy as just putting in the time i think a lot of people don't uh, and i get it it's a new concept but we don't just pull in the species name we're actually doing the scientific research behind these things of looking up the averages on the weight the length and if it's uh an animal that has unique features you know we had to redo the scoring system to be able to get um the sheep in there it's a very different system on how you score sheep uh bears was a big challenge because it's a very different system and even the bears right now are not perfect um i i just got feedback uh this week on improving the elk um a guy who hunts a lot of elk and i've never hunted elk so i i told him i was like dude i really appreciate this because 
I, I'm a whitetail guy. I don't know anything about elk hunting, to be honest. I know what I've learned from podcasts, but uh, I, I don't know. And when it comes to scoring an animal, I don't know. And he was telling me, he's like, you basically don't have the inch count. It, it would be like stopping a bucket, um, the spread at 17 or 18 inches. And I was like, oh, okay, I understand what you're saying. Like He basically said we needed to increase our maximum, and we're doing that. That's the cool thing is like you're telling me something right now that you think would be a good idea um, come Sunday when we have our group meeting, we're going to talk about it. Like we, we address all of the suggestions that come through and people suggest species. I go in and I tell, uh, talk to Zach and I say, Hey, can we, this guy wants to add, uh, chuckers or partridges or whatever it is. And that gets bumped to the priority list because we want to help people with what they want to do. Otherwise we're just going to do what we think is important. Um, which has been, it's good. It's gotten us so far. We've, We've got 80 species you can log in the app right now, and those have all taken between three and five hours each to research, so you can quickly figure out the amount of time we've got <laughs> just into the research portion of that. That's not even counting figuring out how in the heck you do a uh, algorithm like that. I mean, the, the, the math and all the buckets and how it works, I don't fully understand it. I mean, it's, it's very complicated on, on how he's pulled that all together, so... Um, but you know, people have direct input on it. I mean, if somebody comes in tomorrow and asks for sharks, which actually I think that's already on the list or whatever it is, you know, something that they want to <laughs> add, we're going to do it. So no, it's, um, it's for, especially for an, an app that's only a year old. It's amazingly robust. It really is. I think and- we're six months old, man. I think, uh, we launched in September. So I, you're thinking beta. I was telling you my oh, beta. Oh gosh! So it's yeah. only legit released six months. Wow. We we launched on September eighth or something. That is. So that be, that beta phase crazy. that that beta version that went up, man, was like a polished dog. Turd. <laughs> it was. It was like I look back at it now, and there was so much stuff that's broken on it, and like it was so bad. And uh, I, I'm a little embarrassed by it, but it was also, you know, I mean, like for example. I don't even think you could comment on stuff or if you, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think at some point there was a version of it that was so bad. We were like, Oh, we shouldn't have added anybody into this. <laughs> uh, we were so excited to get people into it. That might've been like the beta beta, the first version. Cause I think we only had six people in that. And then the, the version that rolled out to the, the hundred or so um, was really rough though. But yeah, that we tested for three months, and then it got into the App Store a little bit after um, September first. So, okay, gosh, that's even more impressive. Yeah, I didn't. It, I guess that didn't click when you said, "Yeah, the beta was a." Yeah, I confused you because I didn't tell you the actual launch date. Yeah, I'm I'm very easily confused. That's not. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, so. Uh, uh, one more thing, and this is once again, uh, and I, then I will stop uh, boring the no, listeners I love with it. my with my product feedback. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I just don't know how to do it, or if it's not in there. But editing posts, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> it, it's not a thing, and I, honestly, like we keep saying, uh, all right, we're going to do it this time. We keep saying we're going to do it, and then we get, uh, we're like a dog. It's like, oh, squirrel. And when we run <laughs> off and all of a sudden we're adding this really cool feature and then people are like, could you just add the edit post thing? And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to do that. And then, um, we see another squirrel and literally <laughs> I've like, I, I'm fairly confident that has been on the to-do list for like four or five weeks running and we just keep 
Like, oh, yeah, we should totally overhaul the keyboard, you know, instead of adding something simple like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That honestly makes me feel a little bit better because I'm like, it's probably in there and I'm probably just like the dumbest person in the world. It's like some like some little dot that I didn't see and is super obvious to everyone else. But okay, I don't feel so bad now. No, I think it'll be like the three dots that once you post, you can tap Mm -hmm. it um, for your own post. It'll say edit. And then, you know, with the other posts, there's that report feature where, where you, if, um, you know, something's inappropriate, you can have it taken down. So, which we haven't had, we've had a few, um, we had a guy who, I don't know if he was actually poaching or if he was just been silly, but, um, it took it. We look, we looked at his, his account for about three days evaluating what he was doing and, you know, this is where it, it, it's really hard. It's a lot harder than I think we even realized it was going to be of, you know, okay, we're a channel, we're a platform. This is not like, how much are we going to curate the content? I guess is the, the question I'm saying. Like that is a very hard question. And a lot of times, you know, things are coming in and I might personally disagree with the person or um, bad language is something that we have been like, you know, that's like really raunchy. Do we let that roll? Cause I have so many kids in the app. That's what, you know, you've seen like there are a lot of twelve year olds. I mean, like really young, and they're like, my parents won't let me have Facebook, but they said Go Wild was okay. <laughs> so, you know, when I see guys dropping like this, like really, really awful language, I'm like, oh, I want to delete that, but uh, you know, that's not for me to decide. Um, you know, the, the the that's why we have a downvoting system, though. You know, Facebook doesn't let you downvote. Uh, you can just report things. So, ours we have a few different layers of what you can do. So the poacher, you know, we're looking at his content and we're kind of waiting to see what the community does. Well, everything he was putting up was getting like 20, 30 downvotes on it. And then fi- I couldn't tell. I was like, I think he's poaching, but I can't tell. But then there was finally a, uh, he was talking about spotlight and deer. And I'm like, all right, that's it. Like, you're out of here. Mm-hmm. So we booted him. We deleted him. And, um, I think after that, I, I actually I did. I posted something to the community from the Go Wild account and just told everybody, like, look, we're here to support hunting and conservation, and if you don't like it, you will be booted. Like, or if you don't, if you don't agree and create content that's in line with that that mission, um, you're going to be out. Now, that doesn't mean you have to always post hunting content, uh, but it does mean that if you come in and you're an animal rights activist harassing people, you're going to get booted. That's in the terms. Like, that's what you signed up for. Um, this isn't your First Amendment uh, free speech. You know, you don't – this isn't what we're all about is to give you your platform. If you want that, Twitter has made it very clear that they don't want to censor people. But for our app, you know, you're going to promote conservation efforts. So um, in my opinion, anybody's opinion, poaching is not – at all something that's admirable it's not at all something that's um good for the the wildlife it's not good for the public image of hunting so we deleted the guy and we keep an eye out for that stuff um uh, a guy you know there's even sensitive subjects though of of animals that you're just not used to seeing um because we got a lot of people overseas that log stuff and you know australia hunts essentially house cats like when you think about that like they're there there are things that we see as Americans and it's like, oh, that feels wrong, but it's only because we're not exposed to it in the same way that an anti-hunter isn't exposed to hunting. Mm-hmm. Did you ever – did uh, do you watch Meat Eater? Yeah, man. I, I've, I've seen a lot of the episodes on Netflix. Now, I burn his podcast up, but yeah. I've seen probably 
15 of his uh, shows. So there's one one of the episodes on Netflix. He was I, I can't remember. It was like some some crazy remote tribe in Ecuador or something. He's like out uh, hunting and fishing with them. And I remember he goes out and there's this whole whole show where they go out and he's like, so what are we hunting? And they're like, well, whatever we see. Like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's weird. I've seen that episode. Yeah. And then, and they end up shooting a monkey and he's like, yeah. he's sitting there and he's like freaking out. I remember it. Cause he's like, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, yeah. he's like, I, I don't feel great about this, but it's like a sign that, I have the luxury of like being of having a problem with not you know or having a problem yeah. with eating a monkey like right. they're just like oh it's more food you know yeah it was just it was a very interesting uh, I I think about that episode a lot I actually talk I, I did too talked with a lot of people about that one I did too and yeah that moment of uh, having to decide how you feel about something like that's kind of what it's like with the app when you see people logging things like like there was a guy just the other maybe today even i don't remember but he he logged a feral goat um in the app and i'm like i'm looking at it i'm like i didn't realize where he was i, I still don't remember where it was but it wasn't in the u.s and uh i'm like uh dude did you just pop somebody's pet like i'm trying to figure this out you know <laughs> and uh you know you instantly have to decide how you feel about something and try to measure it morally and it's really hard dude we we skew um our rule is that we skew on the side of not taking things down unless it's very clear, um, clearly illegal. Then then we're going to le- let it fly. Um, you know, something got logged the other day where a guy actually. You know, I don't want people to think that our app is all about this. This stuff rarely happens, but just to give an example of the how hard it can be to decide, um, a, a guy logged a cat and it was a feral cat that it was on his farm, and you know. I mean, I can't remember the name of the act. Uh, what's the species or the not not the endangered species? I, I know that's not it, but there's like a an act that protects pets, basically like cats mm. and um, whatnot. And so one of the users spoke up and he's like, "Dude, I don't know if you know this, but it's illegal to shoot a cat. Like you can't go out and just pop cats." So the community started regulating it, and it was one of those things though where it's like it's on a farm and he says it's messing with his animals, but then his animals that he's talking about are rabbits. And we're like, we're all, we're having like a very intense debate internally <laughs> about whether or not to take this post down. And I, I think the ultimate decision was to let it ride. Um, the community was obviously downvoting it and not, not supporting it. And it's like, well, if the reason we, I think the ultimate reason we decided to leave it was if we delete it before this kid comes back, then we've robbed him the chance to learn. And because one of the users did a really good job of explaining to him uh, of why this was, you know, hey, you shouldn't do this because of X, Y, Z. Namely, it's illegal. Um, So I think on that one, we let it ride so that he could learn. And that's what the app's all about. A kid probably doesn't know. Um, And and in his mind, he did the right thing because he wants to rabbit hunt. And he thinks this cat's out there wiping out the rabbit population. You know, I don't know that I agree with that either. But uh, so there are like Ranella, you know, it's not, it's not the same thing as eating a monkey, but it's like a, it's a, it's a miniature version of that. You know, you have these little dilemmas where it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't know what's right here, you know? And it's, you know, it's so situational. It's so often, like you said, you know, it's different laws, different cultures, different, different sets of ethics, really. I mean, and you know, there's some stuff that's pretty just 
blatantly outright wrong, but you know, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely it's a lot more complex of a of a process, a thought process yeah. than people realize. Um Man, I, I got blown up by a vegan last um and I, I always say this, I'm not attacking vegans. This this guy told me multiple times that he was a vegan, so that's factual. It's not an attack on <laughs> um but this this guy blew up our Instagram feed for two days, and I I actually don't just block them. I will talk to them. Um, I've had too many times, and by too many, I mean six, seven, eight times where I've convinced somebody that at least maybe they're not wholly right. So um, I thought I had this guy to a reasonable point, and then he just continued to. Uh, it's like so black and white to him, and, and I don't even think. I think there's conflicts in hunting. Like I, I still don't know how I feel about certain types of hunting, but I, I don't judge people by it because the government says it's legal and there's biologists that study this stuff that are smarter than me. So at the very least, I support it that people, other people can do it. I just haven't decided if I would like to do it. Um, but to this person, any type of hunting is wrong. So I, I continuously ask him because it was on a post that we did about uh, the wild, uh, some wild hogs and he was blowing us up about how, you know, killing is wrong. These animals don't deserve this. And I said, okay, but this animal is killing habitat for native species. This is a non-native species ruining habitat for native species. It's doing, they do millions of dollars in damage, which I'm leaving, like, I could see an argument to say, well, property damage is not an excuse to take a life. I don't agree with that, but I, I can at least see it and say, okay, I could see how you could get there. But I kept asking him, I'm like, you, you you're ignoring the fact that this thing is killing things that are supposed to be here, but this, this animal's not. So how do you deal with that situation? Totally disregards the question like every time. And I kept like repeating it and repeating it. And it finally got to the point where like eventually you have to cut bait and realize that your um, the time investment is not worth it. So I finally ended up blocking the guy and I even apologized to him before I blocked him. I'm like, man, I tried, I tried to reason with you. But, you know, <laughs> at some point, you, you're just clearly, like, you're not being rational, so I've got to block you at this point. Yeah, it's amazing sometimes. I mean, I I don't know. This, uh, this discussion, I feel like, is very apropos. I was leaving the office today, and, you know, I take the Metro home, so I'm kind of sitting, waiting for the Metro, browsing, browsing all the different feeds, and, um, you know, a friend of mine on Facebook is just posting, uh, it's just the stream of crap, anti-hunter, mm-hmm. anti-hunter stuff. Uh, and it was, I think, um, uh, some Croatian hunter recently got shot when he was trying to take a lion. Mm. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really read the whole story. I just mostly saw what they were posting and it was just a whole stream of, Oh, there's karma. Oh, good riddance. Right. And all this, I might, and, yeah, it was just one of those moments where I was very proud of myself for not getting into that pit yeah. because I I I chose to cut bait because it's just you got to realize when it's going to be worth it when it's not yeah. and and I don't know I, I was I and I thought about some stuff you know some stuff that I could post and I was feeling very passive aggressive and I just chose not to yeah but uh, I don't know it came down I, I I'm just amazed um, I'm amazed and so I appreciate. Uh, you know, I appreciate what you guys have been doing with Go Wild a lot. And as a new hunter and someone, you know, once again, from the middle of Los Angeles that I deal with this 
every day. Um, yeah, yeah, you're dealing with a lot more than um, you're living in a battleground. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's just, you know, I work in the music industry, uh, I've worked in advertising, I, I, you know, very, not the most friendly of industries, uh, yeah. albeit I did have someone, I I just recently posted on my Instagram, uh, I, it's my two, it was recently my two year anniversary at my, at my job, and I posted about it on my Instagram, and I had some, some dude randomly reach out, and he's like, okay, this is really weird, but my wife works for, you know, the San Diego company and it's like just super weird coincidences. But, uh, so I think when you do find those people in, in groups like this, uh, it's very, it's very, you know, it's a lot more tight knit. Yeah. Uh, you develop a lot tight, uh, more tight knit friendships at times, but for sure. But yeah, I appreciate, I really appreciate what you guys are doing with that because, it's just it's a barrage all the time and it's exhausting and as a new hunter you know i've i've had to very quickly become educated on a lot of this stuff and conservation and i mean it's a good thing i like to argue on the internet and beat my head against walls because um you know you kind of have to but it's just it's exhausting fighting that off all the time so having a place just to just to kind of chill yeah. you know um uh- I commented on, do you follow Jeremiah uh, Dowdy from Field to Plate? Oh, yeah. He's actually been on the podcast before. Oh, has he? Cool. Yeah, he's a great dude. Uh, He helped test the app, too. Um, But I was talking to him. I was giving him a hard time the other day because he posted, um, which he posts some pretty raw things. I think he likes to get a little bit of a rile out of people. But he's also making points. It's like it's always him dicing food. Like these are animals that are going to become food. And I'm right there with him, but uh, I, I, he definitely likes to poke the bear a little bit. But he, he now he's super respectful. I don't want to give Jeremiah a bad name because I actually love what the dude does. Um, but it's like the the dove breast photo that got taken down. Did you see what he did after that? Oh, that was one of my favorite posts he's ever put up. That that was the, uh, one yeah. of the best posts of the year. I mean, that was so good. Um, but that's that's what I mean by when he pokes the bear. And for anyone that's listening and doesn't know, Jeremiah had two pictures of dove breast and uh they were labeled as offensive and then completely taken down off of Instagram. So he put a bikini on the breasts and posted them again and uh it I think it actually made national news. It made it into like uh, wide open spaces and a couple other blogs mm-hmm. which cracked me up. But you know, um I was telling him he posted a picture of him I think he was gutting a pig or something butchering a pig that he had gotten on one of his hunting trips and he it was censored and everybody's flipping out about like i can't believe this is censored blah 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 and i said uh, i gave him a hard time about not i said well you know i've never seen a post get censored on go wild and i just said it kind of in passing and he came back and he made a really good point and he said you know we can't i and I, i'm gonna botch he had a really poetic response but he said you know um I'm tempted to pull it up, but it'd take me too long. I don't want there to be dead air. But he said something to the effect of, you know, we we have to, if you're going to heal those in need, you can't just, you can't stay away from them was kind of his point. You know, if you're going to preach, you need to be around those who need to hear it. And his point being that we can't only post on Go Wild. And he said, you know, we, we need to post where other people can be exposed to it. And I actually came back and told him, I said, hey, because, you know, my first comment was kind of a joke. And then I was like, well, I think he might, maybe he misunderstood what I was saying. So I came back and told him that uh, 
I I actually completely agree with him. I, I hope that Go Wild can be the place, though, that you can post those photos that maybe aren't right. Like, I took some photos of my deer this year, got home, and I was like, I look like a madman. I'm covered in blood. <laughs> and uh, I, I had blood literally, like, up to my elbow from field dressing the deer, and I didn't know it at the time, but I'd been kneeling in the blood, so it's all up my leg. Um, and I was like, there's no way I'm posting. I didn't even post that photo on Go Wild because I, like, seriously looked crazy. Um, but, you know, don't being conscious of that and you know if the tongue's hanging out you know deal with that situation and then wash off the blood and take a nicer photo that you can post if you're going to post it on instagram or whatever and then um be a little more respectful about it and uh then in go wild if you want to post you know i people are looking for educational content so if you show how you buttered your deer people are going to be into that on our app you know it's a totally different experience so um that was my only point to him. I'm actually writing a column right now for um, the Houston Safari Club about that very thing of what we hope we can do with our app and giving pl- people a place to learn where they can post these things and not get bullied because new hunters like yourself, I mean, um, you're of a maturity level to where you can handle somebody bullying you. But if you think of these kids that are first getting into it, um, social media bullying, I mean, you remember how much it sucked to be a teenager anyways. Can you imagine – like? When I was a kid, I at least got to go home. And if somebody wanted to pick on me at home, they had to call my house. You know, it's like you that that took a lot of nerve in general as a kid. And now it's like they can't get away, you know. So when you think about social media, giving somebody direct access and um, to that kid's life all the time and what a, what bullying could do to them. I mean, it literally could change that kid's life that they're never going to hunt again. So that's what I, this is, that's the thought that literally bothers me and sticks with me. And the thing I think we're all trying to solve for is how do we get this generation to, to post and be proud of it, but also to be safe, you know, um, go wild is going to be partnering with raise them outdoors. Are you familiar with Aaron's organization? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't have this official. I don't think she'd mind me telling this though. Um, and she's doing great work. So I'm proud to to say we're working with her but uh, part of um their camps this year will be a go wild um session where we talk about you know what types of things you should post on a public platform and how to be safe in in that environment and then if you have questions or if you have a photo that's a little more uh, rough around the edges post that and go wild you know that you're going to get support from the community from it um, you can ask questions and people, I have never seen anybody make fun of each other and go wild. Like that's just not what people come there to do. So, um, you know, post the questions and the raw content there and then just be respectful when you're out posting anywhere else. You know, it's, it's going to be seen by somebody that, um, could be turned off by it and they could be turned off for life at that point. So, yeah. And I think it's, it's a developed, uh, that's awesome because it's such a developed, uh, I don't know, sense of prudence or mm. whatever it is, just uh, it's not it's not something really everyone has. And I get into so many arguments with people about like, oh, we should never have to kowtow to the antis. And I'm like, well, then you're going to live in a world where hunting dies with you. That's that's my point. It's, it's not about uh, honestly, the anti hunters are never going to come around anyways. You're not winning them. What you risk losing are those people on the fringe that might have tried it. So if if you post like every time you post and it's a a grip and grin photo with blood everywhere and you know i don't mind, i don't even mind grip and grins i take them um i just think we all need to be 
aware of what posting that photo might present you know um it's it because here's the deal if the trend is everybody's freaking out about this recent fish and wildlife study that shows hunting's dipping um i'm not as concerned yet if there's another study that comes out and says it dipped again i'll, I'll join that group but you know the last study before that from 2011 showed that it grew through the recession so people spent more money on hunting through the recession. So if, if, if it dips again, I'll be with everybody freaking out, but I do think we should be concerned. But you know, if, if it trended the way, if it, we lost another 2 million hunters, for example, um, where do you think all the money for these public lands and, and the wildlife, where do you think that's coming from? We all know who's the biggest supporter of that. So, um, if you want your kids, kids to enjoy it, then, you better care what you're about these photos because every little bit matters, you know? Definitely. So if uh, people wanted to find go wild on the interwebs, where they, where are they headed? Time to go wild.com is the best place to find us to download the app. Um, as of today, while talking to you, we're only on iOS, but I believe by the time this launches, if we're not in Google play, we probably will be within a week. So, um, come to the website there's a sign up that you can do if the app's not live there. We'll have a sign up still so you can sign up to get notified when it does go live. Um, but you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. It's all, all go wild app as the, the handle. And, um, you know, if you're not ready to download the app, you can at least see some good content along the way. Uh, but our blog is really cool. The blog on the website has a lot of unique content and it's, uh, we just interviewed, Hannah Finley, who was uh, recently bullied by, actually, you should get her on the show. Uh, she is well, I, I haven't heard her speak, but written um, her interview. I, I, I thought she was like, had a master's degree or something, and she's 18. I mean, <laughs> she is so well spoken and thoughtful and intelligent. And, you know, that's the kind of representative we really want going forward. Um, but we interviewed her and talked to her about the, the, strife that came with that and you know really the courage that she had to stand up to people and to not get baited into that and to not delete her account and hide from it you know she really stood strong and um i'm proud of her i don't even know her but beyond the interview but i was proud of her for what she did and we've got a we did an interview the other day with ali schreiber who was an anti-hunter who turned hunter you know how mm -hmm. often have you heard about that kind of conversion so there's a lot of cool content on there, and we post all of our giveaways on there, so if people want to see what we're up to, they can check that out, too. All right, and now if folks wanted to follow you, where can they find you? I'm Brad Luttrell, everywhere you look, so B-R-A-D-L-U-T-T-R-E-L-L. -L. Forget, forget for a minute how to spell that one. We were talking so much about how to say it earlier, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face was frightening. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Am I Brad Luttrell? <laughs> wait, it's it's getting it's gotta be getting a little late over there, so you're, you're probably getting Yeah, it's it's ten o'clock and I've got baby brain too. My kid woke up uh not baby. I guess he's always my baby, but my kid woke me up early today after going to bed late, so I I've uh, I'm in like true dad mode right now of of being tired. <laughs> so yeah, tired enough, we're starting to get existential here. Yeah. Um all right, so before uh, before we start floating off too much, uh, you know, as we're winding down, uh, somebody came to you and said, you know, hey, I 
I'm new to all of this. Maybe it's someone uh, that just wasn't wasn't raised in hunting, or maybe it's uh, a younger hunter that's just getting into it. Whoever that may be, saying I'm new to this. There's so much to learn, so much to do, so much going on. I just I don't even. I'm super intimidated by getting into this. What what advice would you give that person? Um, I would first ask what they wanted to do um, of of like what type of hunting. If assuming I can have a conversation with this person and then i would really just tell them to and i'm not this is not about promoting my product like really my goal as as i hope people would pick up is my goal is this person turns into a hunter who uh the byproduct of will be a conservationist you know the money that they spend so i firmly believe that we've created the best environment to learn um so i would say you know what don't don't start with the complicated gear um, if they wanted to be a deer hunter, I'd say, okay, don't go out and try to do that with a bow first. You need to learn with a rifle. Go the simplest route and learn that first, and then you know step up as you go. Um, but then you know post post your questions freely within Go Wild. The community is so supportive. It there are guys. I'm doing it right now. I mean, I'm I'm very open about the fact that I'm not some rock star hunter. Um, I am mediocre at best and. Uh, this year I decided that I was going to get into bow hunting and I'm posting questions and I'm getting fantastic answers from people and, and how to, I mean like very, very specific stuff. And if you go to my, look me up and go wild and, you know, look at some of my archery logs recently. And these guys are giving me full paragraph answers multiple times to come back and try to help me learn. And I've seen that. And that's not just cause I founded the thing and they're trying to get free swag. These guys are just like truly invested in everybody in, in the app and i've seen a guy post in our app that he he was he, he, i guess he randomly saw an ad for it or something and he had been thinking about getting into hunting but was really intimidated by it and he downloaded the app just out of curiosity and he started asking questions and over the span from i think he signed up almost immediately like mid-september when the app launched and then over the span of two months i watched him learn how to he decided to go all in. He went, he started with the bow, which again, not what I would recommend for most people. I think it's a very challenging. I don't know. I don't know what kind of idiot would do. something. Yeah, like I know. That. I've said, I'm, <clears throat> I was saying this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Samuel started with a bow, but, uh, again, when did dumb stuff like chasing elk on public land, <laughs> you can do it. I'm not saying it's not, it's not the easy path though. I think you would agree with that, right? Like I, without a doubt, not the easy path. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if you're really like, I don't want to over intimidate somebody. So, you know, the easier route is certainly to get a gun and, and that's even what they'll tell you at a hunting safety course is like get, get proficient, because the the most ethical and again I'm not knocking you. Um, um, <laughs> I know the I most know. ethical way to hunt though is the most is the way that you're the um, most efficient at taking down the, the animal. So you know learn the rifle first and and start there. But uh, you know our platform just offers a really great way to learn. And this guy came in and he was asking things like he's he's asking about brands of bows and then he's asking about like well how do I find a place to hunt? And then I mean this is how novice he was. He said. Um, well, if I get a hunting license in my state, do I have to get it in other states too? And it's like, yeah, I totally see how that would be confusing if you've never done this before. Or like hunters now are like, oh, of course you have to get an out-of-state license. But but when you think about it, like, no, why would this guy know that? And nobody was ever crappy to him. Everybody was cool. He even at one point was like, okay, assume I get a deer. How do I cut it up to fit into a Honda Civic? Like, you know, it's like... <laughs> 
it was so good. That's my favorite question of all time right now. (laughs) Yeah, it was so good. And I watched this guy grow um, over the span of two months. And it really made me think of me trying to learn back before Go Wild. And I'm I'm like, you know what? I don't know this guy. And I don't even know if he's going to end up hunting a deer or not. But I, I, I emailed him. I was like, man. Um, I'm getting all emotional on you, but I just want to send you a shirt and thank you for using our product and in, in, in the way that we wanted it to work. You know, it's been really cool to watch your story and, um, he, he's been a great user for us. And, uh, he's proof that that's the platform you should do. So my advice, the TLDR on that long response is, um, no matter what you're hunting, start with something simple, start with a simple weapon and then use a platform like go wild where you, you have a safe environment to learn. If you, um, try to take these questions to Facebook or Instagram. You're going to be misunderstood, and um, it's just not the way to go for when you're learning. No, I was hoping you'd say that because I, I really do think. I mean, it's a it's a it's a very safe place with a lot of knowledgeable people who are excited to help. It's that community you've curated or you've created is uh, is fantastic, and so I was kind of I was kind of hoping that's what yeah what you would say. Yeah, asking uh, questions is always best. <laughs> Well, man, thank you so much for uh, hopping on the show. It was good talking with you. I appreciate you uh, sharing your time with our listeners. Absolutely. We'll have to, um, once fishing season slows down, if you're interested in a fishing interview, I'll get John on here and you guys can talk about, uh, I mean, that, actually he hunts too. John, John is, uh, he, he's done whitetail elk and he's got some crazy stories and uh, a lot of people really like to hear about the, the pro fishing uh, sport the sport of pro fishing is just another world to me so uh, if if you're ever looking for another go wild guy we'll get him on here to chat (laughs) sounds pretty good all right man well you have a good night i appreciate it all right y'all that'll do it for episode 56 of living country in the city make sure y'all head on over to our show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 56 i'm going to post up links to the app and all of the socials for go wild and brad Make sure you give them a follow. Uh, get in the Go Wild app. It is really an awesome community. The content is great, and you just really don't have to worry about that negativity that you so often can get on Instagram and Facebook. Also, please take a moment. Head on over to the support page on the website at livingcountryinthecity.com support. I really would not be able to do what I do without uh, the generosity of my supporting listeners. But until next time... Keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. Did I say living country in the city? You said living city in the country. Ah! You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.